1: Jeff oversees the bowling program at Wright State. He's also the women's head coach. Jeff, it's Timberg here. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, Jeff. Well, you guys have had quite a good start to your season. So let's talk about that. And is that something you were expecting once you guys started shooing up this year?
2: So um, we lost three seniors last year. So coming into the season, I only had uh, I two, currently three seniors and a sophomore. So I had four bowlers with uh, varsity playing time. So uh, my expectations were I knew I had a couple of good freshmen coming in, but certainly I thought it was going to be quite a learning curve. And, you know, we were hopefully do well in tournaments. But to win five of our first six was well beyond my uh, wildest expectations. So I, I couldn't be happier the way the youngsters have stepped up.
0: That's pretty awesome. So what? So what do you uh, what do you attribute it to right now? If you had to, you know, pinpoint your top one or maybe two things. Well, I think one is that, that
2: the girls, you, you know, um, I mean, there's just so much more in the youth in junior gold, um, youth leagues, um, high school bowling. So I think that from a competitive level, uh, they come in much more talented. And I think the other thing is is just the the way my upperclassmen have kind of nurtured and uh, mothered the the, the youngsters and, and brought them into the fold and we just instantly became a family even between our varsity and jB I mean I got fourteen girls that just absolutely love to hang out together
1: yeah Jeff talk about that having a younger team getting them to buy into the program right away coming from different backgrounds maybe even just used used to being the you know the person who was the best bowler on their team or, or the best bowler at their high school program to being part of a team, and it's just a completely different atmosphere, and, and it takes a different person to compete well in that surrounding.
2: And you're absolutely right. I mean, it's funny because I just literally had a, a meeting with a recruit, um, and one of the things I always go over is, hey, every girl on my varsity was the anchor bowler in high school. I mean, that's the only way you can have a good team. Well, guess what? can't bowl anchor now. So, so, so those girls have to, have to understand, Hey, I might be going second. I may be bowling third, but Hey, I might not even be in the lineup if we got seven bowlers. So, you know, while I could see right away that there was some disappointment on on, on, on like one or two faces, like, wow, why am I in the starting lineup? I think they quickly learned that, man, if you want to be a good team, you've got to be able to have six, seven, eight bowlers that you can interchange depending on patterns, depending on how the lanes have broken down time of the day and things like that. So, um, I think they have adapted very well and obviously winning cures all right i mean <laughs> that's the key but when you can tell you can tell them this is the philosophy and this is how we're going to do it but you know when it then comes to fruition then then you look like a genius
0: hey talk a, a little bit about uh, the importance of uh the proper lineup and even maybe strategy of putting in players uh throughout these baker games and and how it changes Um, maybe from pair to pair. And even sometimes I've seen some of the coaches uh, sub in a righty for a lefty based on certain spares. Uh, What's your philosophy on that?
2: So I learned a long time ago from Mr. Dan Dorian from Saginaw about the read player. And that was in Baker, your leadoff player as we move lanes to lane has to be that player that's fairly straight and it always throws a shot with a certain zone so that you know right away if, she, if we move to another lane and that ball goes high, you know that lane's hooking more because she doesn't miss by that much. So so one of our philosophies is always have somebody at the top who is, is, is very accurate and is the read player as we move, plus has a lot of energy, fills the frames, and gets the team pumped up. You know, it's funny you mentioned lefties for righties and, and things like that. We – um. We have a two-hander. First time we've ever had a two-handed girl. And mm. we got, we bought a conference tournament this weekend and we got near the end of the day. And I looked at her, and I said, Ashlyn, we're going to bowl two lanes on the right lane and two on the left lane. You're going to on the left lane, but Sarah's going to bowl on the right lane. Cause you're, you just got nowhere to stand. You got nowhere to go. <laughs> and she totally, yeah. she totally got it. And it was awesome because she, she did what she had to do on the left lane, and then she cheered her butt off on the right lane, and, and things were going. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it you know, I've got, you've know got girls that um, like to hook the ball, and they, they learn to play straighter. And mm. I tell them, I say, if you want to bowl all day long, you've got to be very versatile. You, 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 if you crank the ball, you got to be able to go straighter. And if you're a straighter player, you got to learn to play that, that, that deep inside fader that we call it and stuff like that. So I think they're getting it. Um we continue to get better, and I can see it in their eyes when, when it clicks and something like that. So um, that's kind of our philosophy, you know, making sure. I'm a 1-4-5 guy. So for me, I want my three girls that are striking in the 1-4-5 hole because there's nothing I like better than striking 4-5-6 and six to turn the game in the second half. Now, you know, other teams I think go 3-4-5 and like to finish 8-9-10. I just love turning the corner when my anchor bowler strikes and the leadoff comes and throws that double in the sixth frame. So that's usually my key key. That's my key spots for strikes.
1: So Jeff, I was checking out your website, and you guys have a bunch of folks that help you out as well with the team. One of them I was noticing, and it caught my eye just a little bit, was Shannon Poholsky. Now Shannon bowled collegiately as well in Nebraska, and is quite an experienced uh, ladies bowler out there on the PWBA tour as well. So talk about what she's able to help with, and if she is still helping with the team.
2: Yeah, so Shannon is still still part of our our staff. We actually practice. Um, in, in um, one of the houses, we practice three different houses, and one of the houses is Capri Lanes where Shannon Shannon works at and Shannon's there. But um, quite often what I do is I bring Shannon in once or twice a year, especially when it gets sectional time or tournament time, to talk about the mental aspect. Um, Shannon is just, you know, a wealth of information. She's been everywhere, you, you know, Team USA and all that stuff, and collegiately. And then Shannon has also I – was, I was talking to Shannon one day a couple weeks ago about – you know we just we we're just struggling with spares and she gave me a drill that they used to use and oh. she goes you're going to be surprised I mean you make the 10 you make the seven you make the three six you make the two four and you have to strike but if you miss any one of those you have to start over she goes you'll be a lo- surprised I said that probably takes 10 minutes she goes you'll be surprised first time we did it we literally went an hour before anybody could do it
0: <laughs>
2: so Sometimes- she goes that's the first thing we yeah. go ahead sorry
0: uh, I was just gonna say, sometimes that stuff sounds easier, you know, on paper than in, you know when you're practicing it in reality. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. So, and, and we were, you know, just just it's just a great, you know, way to pick her brain because I mean, she's obviously been at a much higher level, and, and I know that we've brought her in in the past to actually sit down with the girls and let them kind of ask her questions and stuff, and you know, just the way she exudes confidence, and I I, I just think they they all just see that and. Uh, yeah you know, because I mean, that's us I mean, there's a ton of talent out there. And I, I think when it
0: gets down to the nitty gritty, it's all about the mental game and how you how you approach that. that. Yeah, you got that right. As far as strategy, she's a she's a tremendous talent. and It's not just a physical game. It's still managing your emotions and your uh, ability to think through different situations and scenarios. So you got a just a wealth of talent there having Shannon helping the team. That's for sure. Hey, real quick. Tell me just a little bit about the. Uh, the Raider Classic that's that's coming up shortly here. It's uh I, I gotta imagine a pretty exciting tournament for you. What are you doing to prepare for that and what and what's that entail?
2: Well um so we we, we started doing the Raider Classic about twelve years ago um, when Pikeville and Moorhead came to us and said, Hey guys, um we'd like to we've got to, we've got a gap here where we kind of feel like if you guys could run a tournament we would we would support it every year. So we kinda of threw it together and then I think about seven or eight years ago Um, Roto Grip picked it up as a sponsor. So you guys, um, give us some certificates for some balls and and, and shirts for our all tournament team. So, um, I'm looking at the spreadsheet right now. We've got 32 women's teams, 24 varsity, eight JB, and we've got 28 varsity and 16 JB on the men's side. So we've got 76 teams coming. We're using two different houses. We're using Beaverview for the men and women for the ladies. Um, five regular games on Saturday, 20 Baker on Sunday. And then we have a unique format that no other tournament has at the end. We take the top four teams and we bowl what we call an eliminator. Um, that each team bowls one Baker game on four different lanes moving to the right. And then we take the top two scores and move them to another pair. And then they bowl one game on each lane, total wins. So we kind of go from four to two to one, but, um, we, we, we uh, we have, Great awards, we have, I have people, I, I've got to the point now where I have staff that comes and keep scores, so I got, um, at Beaverview, I've got three scorekeepers taking care of that and running the tournament, and then I'll be over at Woodman, and I got some scorekeepers over there. Our parents show up and uh, do the, the fundraising with the baskets, so for us, you know, as a, as a club sport, it's a, it's a it's an opportunity for us to raise some money, So so we raffle off a lot of stuff. Our parents donate baskets that we raffle off. I think I got your
0: question there. Great stuff, yeah,
1: yeah, that, and that leads me right into my my question. Was going to be with you guys being a club sport talk, and you kind of hit on some of it. But what else are you guys doing constantly to to keep that the, the resources coming in and and uh, you know looking you guys you traveling and all that and making everything work logistically that some other teams maybe don't always have to worry about.
2: Right. So and, and again, this is some of the stuff I just went over earlier because because that's that always comes up. And and, and I always ask them, because I say, you know, well, what does club mean to you? You know, because because it doesn't it doesn't determine your talent level because because we feel like we can compete with anybody. It's really about how you fund your program and how you do it. And what works out really well for us is obviously we raise some money. We get some money from the school. We, we we raise some money during our tournament. We also sponsor a high school tournament in December, um, and we get the proceeds from the gate and some, and some 50-50 stuff there. So we raise money there. Our kids do pay dues. Um, we help them offset the dues by by raffling off um, a big screen TV and, and a rotor grip ball and a rotor grip um, three-ball tote. And then we've been fortunate over the years to have some parents kind of over the years have donated some money to help us get shirts and stuff like that. So all of that works for us because – we're the blue collar team. We don't call it a club team. We're a blue collar team. Our kids have money. So they have skin in the game. So this past weekend, we had nine cars. We met in the back of Beaverview's parking lot. We loaded all our equipment up in, in nine cars and SUVs. And we caravaned up to Fort Wayne, Indiana. We balled for two days, uh, men and women. Everybody did good. We hung out. We had dinner. And we come back. I mean, for us, it's, 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 it's a business. I mean, it's, it's, that's what we do. I mean, the kids have skin in the game and I don't, I don't have to patrol the hallways, worrying about my kids um, doing the wrong things, you know, bringing beer in, going out to casinos. Our kids understand that, Hey man, this is, this is my program and and I've got skin in the game. So they kind of police each other. And it's so funny. Whenever they'll thank me after dinner, they're like, Oh, thanks for buying dinner. I said, you bought the dinner. I didn't, I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) Help <laughs> you know, give you back what you've given in. So you, we bowl a ton of tournaments. We go to, you know, a, a lot of tournaments. I, I think if you look at college bowling, probably nobody goes to more tournaments than us because I want them to get their money's worth.
0: Yeah.
2: So, and we've been doing it for so long, it's just a lot of things flow well for us. You know, every year I get my freshmen, they sign up for Choice Hotels. So when we stay at Choice Hotels and we get 12 rooms, for example, 12 different kids are on the room so those points go on those 12 cards well when they run their their special that says day two nights get a third night free we do that three tournaments the third one's free rooms for us
0: man that's you know, great. Just, you, know you you talked about the schedule there and and that's 100 percent right i mean kids love to bowl they love bowling tournaments and you've got a busy schedule for them and a lot of tournaments and stuff for them to bowl so i think that's i think that's great And you definitely put a, a good perspective on that when you say it, this is your program guys okay. and and ladies, this is this is not this is not me. This is you. Hey, I've uh, a yeah. Question I've got Go for ahead. you, Jeff. Um, you know, you were co-founder here of the program uh, 14 seasons ago. What what keeps you going and what motivates you? And how long are you going to be doing this?
2: You know, it's funny because my girlfriend asked me the same question because I think I'll retire from my IT job before I'll retire from coaching. You know. I don't Steve, We I don't even, we don't even get paid to do this. We are, I mean, we get two grand for the whole coaching staff. We got five guys we just kind of, we either donate it back or we divvy it up a little bit, but I mean, basically we are volunteer coaches. So I, I always tell people, I think I do it for two reasons. One, you know, I, I was somewhat successful as a bowler. I, you know, I, I had some 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 good success, and I and I love giving back. And then part of it is, you know, maybe I'm just a little crazy. I, I love cheering. I mean, I'm their biggest fan. I just I just love love the energy. I, I love team sports, and I love seeing people succeed. And um, it's it's just a big family for us. We two years ago we started running a, an alumni tournament. Um, last year we had 25 kids that had graduated and left our program came and bowled in this alumni tournament. So Mm -hmm. not, it just, it's almost fun. I mean, it's just
0: great.
2: uh, That's what keeps me going. You know, you gotta have, I guess it's my hobby, you know, I mean, I've got a job. I like to play a little poker here and there, but I mean, going out on the weekend and leaving everything behind and just focusing on a bowling tournament and, and, and helping the kids line up and work together and and, and having a good time. It's, I couldn't be that sure wish it paid as much as my i t job trust me <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and Jeff, I guess final question for me is just talk about what it's like to be part of the storm roto grip family as a college team and um, what you're able to see and how it even helps out from a versatility perspective for you guys when you are traveling to tournaments on a budget you guys you, you, you look bottom
2: bottom line is um it, it almost chokes me up because we could not survive without Storm and Roto-Grip. I mean, you guys have, have enabled us to be where we are because our kids, you know, to be able to get the balls at the discount, you know, to have the credit. We buy you probably over 100 balls a season. I mean, the best equipment in the country, bar none, I mean, 99% of the equipment in our bags is Roto-Grip or Storm. You know, we got the occasional guy once in a while that, that, that wanders off, but he always comes back. But, I mean, we just couldn't survive. I mean, without the, without the support of you guys, we just wouldn't have the equipment. We would not be able to compete. Because I, I remember our first couple years, and we'd show up at tournaments, and, and it's like, what is that? And why is that all doing that? Why aren't our, we can't do that with our stuff. I mean, so when you guys picked us up and you renew us every year, that, truly, the, the, the number one reason we are successful is because of your guys' sponsorship, bar none. We just couldn't do it without you guys.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for being such a good representative of our brands. We sure appreciate that, and we'd love to have you on, Jeff, and wish you continued success. You guys are tearing it up early in the season, and hopefully you keep going and look forward to seeing you down the road. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it.